Turn up the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmission. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl. With your host, Dawn Marie. Hey there, it's Dawn Marie. Welcome to another episode of The Little Drummer Girl. Just a little bit of housekeeping before we begin. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Audible yet or not, but for those of you who love to read books as much as I do, I probably read about 65 to 80 books a year, and I don't really have the time to read. So if you're like me, then this is for you. You can now turn your car into a university, work out and learn, or just put around the house while getting inspired, learn new ways to make your business thrive, or a new skill that can help your personal life flourish. I have a special offer for you. If you go to www.littledrummergirl.com, that's L-I-L-Drummergirl.com forward slash resources, in the middle of the page, there's a link for a free 30-day trial plus two credits to two free book downloads, and that's at any price point. So even if you cancel the membership after 30 days, you get to keep the two books. So get started today for free. It'll change your life for the better forever. Go check it out. Tonight, I have Oliver Wellington of Headliner. Oliver loves building startups from the ground up. He was the co-founder at Enrelate, a content recommendation engine used by over 100,000 publishers and bloggers. Then he co-founded Spearman in 2015, which was an app to help podcasters and guests connect for interviews after moderate success, and the company rebranded as Headliner, which is now the most popular audio-to-video creator on the market, with over 1,000 videos being exported every day across every continent. The headliner team continues to grow the product and is currently expanding into video creation for publishers and marketers. Before all this startup, he was in a rock band, but that's another story that we will cover in this episode today. He was an undergrad at NYU for psychology and creative writing and has an MBA from Babson College. So without further ado, let's get Oliver on the line. Oliver, thank you so much for being here. I am just thrilled because I'm such a huge fan of the headliner app and I've been using it now for a few months, maybe like five months, and I have to say, it's just mind-blowing. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, and we're going to pick your brain tonight. Thanks. You know, thanks for having me and for the kind words, and glad you're enjoying it. It's exciting to be talking to the sample queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, those were the good old days. That was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I have some questions for you about that, if it's okay later. But if not, I understand. Yeah, I'm sure you've had a lot of questions. absolutely. Okay, absolutely. okay. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. You have such a very unique background. How did you come up with the idea for the, for the Spearman app? Oh, boy. The Spearman app all began. The Spearman app, oh, boy, that was a lot. Yeah, so that app actually um, currently isn't available. It was an app that allowed people to record uh, conversations, um, and then they could share them quickly to social or edit them into their podcast or use them however they wanted. And so that originally started out in a kind of funny way. My uh, business partner and I, our wives had both had um, children recently, and we kind of uh, noticed that they were reaching out to people for um, kind of advice or to talk about motherhood, both in the capacity of asking for advice and, and, and in a lot of cases giving out advice. And it, it was a lot of kind of like work to set up introductions with people 
And then, you know, if they're talking to other moms or stuff, it would just be a lot of work for a potentially a pretty short call. So the original version of the Spearman app was to help people connect uh, in their free time uh, to, to give advice to each other. And so we released that. And then people wanted, it just was funny the way people were using it. It was like, oh, it'd be great if we could record these things we were doing and share them. Like people kind of wanted to start using it more for recording content than for our initial idea um, for how they would use it, right? So then Spearman kind of became uh, an app that allowed people to record and share conversations quickly and easily, uh, kind of like I was saying, for their podcast. But like the real kind of interest we were getting from people was around, you know, when I share these content, these recordings uh, to social media, it's kind of like a, we had kind of like an embed that would show up, but people seemed a lot more interested in, in actually sharing videos. Mm. And so, yeah, and so we... um kind of were experimenting with that a bit and it actually all started when um wnyc uh the local like uh, public radio station here in new york i think they had done like a hackathon or yeah and uh so they uh they had done like a either a hackathon or something and they created this thing called an audiogram generator that was an open source thing to try out and so we tried it out and kind of i wanted to use it i had one of our engineers kind of set it up on a server for me and um just so I could test it. And then I kind of shared it with some podcasters I know and people kept wanting to use it and it kept breaking because it wasn't really made to handle a large volume of people using it. Mm. So we ended up saying like, oh man, like more people are going to this and using this than this app we have. Like we should probably focus more on this video creation stuff. And so that's when we kind of started working on building our own version of this audiogram generator that's now grown into a full-featured video creation tool, uh, Headliner. And so, yeah, it's about about a year old, and it's kind of been a lot of word of mouth, and it's been growing a lot, and it's been a a great time. I think it's ingenious, so thank you for creating it. (laughs) (laughs) As a podcaster, and I also have a blog, you know, I always, I felt like, wow, you know, I have these videos from these concerts or I'm doing video interviews and I have to put it up on YouTube and how am I going to do that? I'm going to transfer this and do that. It just seemed like when I, I don't even know how I found you. (laughs) That's the weirdest thing. (laughs) I I was looking through something and something and something else. The next thing I saw that and I was like, wow, what's this? And when I went (laughs) to check it out, it was mind blowing. It was just like, okay, you just made my year. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's great to hear. Yeah, I mean, all the features we put in are, you know, like what people have asked us to build is kind of what we've built. So we're very heavily focused on what people in the community want and what will help them. You you know, you just have something new there where you can actually create a, from an article into a video. So can you tell us about that a little bit more? Yeah, so we have these different kind of wizards, which I guess are like kind of like entry points or, you know, they help you kind of create certain types of videos for on Headliner. And um, you can use the wizards or you can just start from scratch. But the article to video wizard, you take a link to a, to an article, a blog post, whatever you want, and it'll basically summarize the article for you. And you can edit that as needed. And then you um, add in some background music and it'll take the summarization pull out keywords and match those keywords to images and you can kind of go in and then adjust it, added video, more images, whatever you want uh, to kind of create a video. And so people are using that for mostly on social media, like to create quick, like 15 second stories for Instagram and snap. And then also, you know, just putting straight up stuff onto Facebook, YouTube, 
basically anywhere there's video, you have kind of a good chance of reaching a new audience and driving them back to your website. So that sounds. I mean, I've never heard of anything like that before. That's really unique. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's been a cool thing to build, and, and like right now, it works really well for keyword-based stuff. So if you <clears throat> if you're writing about like you know like celebrities, politicians, musicians, athletes, stuff like that, um, but we're working on kind of making it work for any type of content and and kind of improve there, but. So far, so good. It, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I played around with it uh, a few when you put me into the beta, to the beta testing group. There, I mm-hmm. started and I was like, oh, this is really fun because I have a couple ideas of some stuff that I want to work on. And I'm like, we also have some that you can actually purchase as well too, right? That you don't just do yourself if you wanted to. Yeah, so we've kind of been thinking about like, okay, like what we really want to do is like allow anyone who wants video to have video, right? And so we realized like at some level, like no matter how easy you make it to make your own video in a tool, like people might not have the time or, or want to learn. So we kind of have made an option too, where it's, it's so we call it like the marketplace where people can come and buy uh, different types of videos. So right now we're running a promotion, for example, where we'll make a Instagram story for you for 50 cents. And I mean, it's a 50 second long video and it's 50 cents per story. And that's kind of like a promotional thing we're doing now. Um, but then you can have all types of videos made from anywhere from a dollar per video up to 10 um, for kind of more intricate stuff. More I love that. Yeah. And then when you just send up the clips of the audio and the video pieces and then you just put them together? Yeah, it's basically the audio. Um, <clears throat> you can use that for, you know, if you have a podcast, like one of the main things we kind of like to push and, and think that everyone should do is to transcribe the audio uh, because most video is watched on social media with the sound off. So uh, we kind of suggest people have uh, captions in their, in their, in their um, videos, especially if they're, they're promoting a podcast because it's just a shame if, you know, if, um, if you put your video of your podcast out there and it's just a wavy bar, like, you know, you have to make, you know, if people don't listen to it, then they're kind of missing out. So one thing is adding the captions. And then the other thing is, yeah, adding in videos and, different kind of transitions and just kind of making them look good. Sounds awesome. I can't wait. I'm just like so thrilled. <laughs> I just learned that you are in Brooklyn. I am. I've uh, I've been in Brooklyn. I've been in New York for uh, New York City since uh, 2000, so 18 years. And then, uh, yeah, I've lived in Brooklyn for the past, um, Jesus, I don't even know, something over five years. Wow. Six. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Where, where about in, uh, where in Brooklyn? Oh, uh, I live in uh, Park Slope. No way. <laughs> yeah. have, have you ever been? Yeah, I grew up there. <laughs> you grew up there? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. That's a small world, huh? <laughs> it really is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. see, now, when I left there, it was a, I mean, it was a long time ago. I, I left there, and uh, I don't even want to say because it's going to give away my age. <laughs> but it's a long time ago. But I actually wound up moving out to another town in Brooklyn called Bath Beach. Have you ever been out that way? I haven't been out there, no. It's um, kind of where the Verrazano Bridge is, but a little bit west of that. It's kind of oh, okay. Uh, but it's on the bay there, and it's just really, it was really peaceful and nice. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn, I miss it. It's just such a great place to be. And now it's hotter than ever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Alma, it's, it's gotten insane. My wife and I met in uh, 2010, and our, um, our third date was actually, this is getting very personal for this podcast about marketing. However, <laughs> It was um, at a it was uh, at a wedding that was at a beach club on the uh, Staten Island side of the Verrazano, like right over the bridge. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, I know that place. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? It's a small world. So maybe yeah. it was meant for you to move to... Where were you from originally? Uh, I grew up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah I like that nice. too. I miss, I really miss the East Coast because I, I feel like in, in Florida here, it's beautiful and everything, but there's no mountains and there's like little trips where I, you know, you could just get in the car and drive three hours or four hours and be in Boston or be in, you know, Vermont or DC yeah. or wherever you want to go. You know, you could just get around and here. It's kind of like, nope, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, it is what it is. You know? Yeah. So tell me something. Are you ready for the 11 stroke roll rapid fire interview? No. But yes, but no, yes. <laughs> you sure? All right. <laughs> All right. Your favorite snack food? Hummus. Ooh. Is favorite that a place snack to stop? Yeah. Sorry. It I is shouldn't have interrupted. It is. It is. right? No judgments, right? It's food, food, and a snack food. So really. <laughs> yeah, you promised there'd be no judgments. Okay. <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> Your favorite place to shop? Uh, Amazon. It's actually the only place I know how to shop anymore. Yeah, I hear you on that. <laughs> One thing that you can't live without. Uh, is it okay if I say hummus again? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually not hummus. It's music. Like, if I didn't have music, I would go absolutely insane. Speaking of music, I have to come back to that or something. But your favorite organizer app? Oh, you know, I've been liking, uh, I've tried a bunch of them, and, and lately I've been enjoying Google Keep. I don't know that one. Hmm. Very yeah, cool. I kind of like, yeah, up. I mean, I'm, yeah, you should check it out. Google Keep, yeah, it's kind of like a way to just keep notes and keep it organized. I also like Wonderlist, too. Um, yeah, Wonderlist is cool. Yeah, I, I use both of them probably about equally, so it's a tie. Very cool. Cat or dog lover? I guess it depends on the breed. I probably prefer, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I would probably prefer cats, however... I have this like crazy allergy to them where if I get enough cat dander in my eyes, my, um, the whites of my eyes will go into anaphylactic shock and like explode basically. So I guess I'm going to say dog. I'm going to go with dog. All right. That's a good answer. (laughs) Yeah. Preferably a beagle or something like that. (laughs) Oh, those are cool. Yeah. I have a neighbor who has a beagle. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, your favorite travel spot. Favorite travel spot? Yes. I like, you know, it's, I haven't been there in a while, but I think one of my favorite places to go is Maine, the Maine coast, uh, like down Ooh. east. It's so pretty. Nice. It's where the mountains meet the ocean. It's just magical. Wow. Your favorite article of clothing? Pants. And your favorite genre of music? Mm, I guess this is a kind of one of those questions where I don't, I mean, I'm going to say the cop-out answer first, and then I'll give you a genre. Uh, I kind of like all types of music, and I don't, stick to any one particular genre. However, if I had to be stuck, like if I guess if I was stuck and I, I could only listen to one genre of music, I'd probably pick classical if I had to, which is a pretty oh, broad cool. genre, but mm-hmm. it can be yeah. relaxing. It can be more, but it also can be good background music. I, I, for some reason, I'm imagining myself stuck on a desert island for that question. And so I'm, I'm thinking about like being surrounded by ocean and nothing and like what music would help me calm down. (laughs) Good point. So that's why I went with classical. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good to me. Your favorite outdoor activity? Uh, Right now it is, uh, I would say hiking or rock climbing. Very cool. And yeah. Uh, Your biggest pet peeve? Being in New York city, my biggest pet peeve is being touched on the subway. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'm my so God. I've done that because I just had a really big argument <laughs> with my with my boyfriend because we were out on the street and he touched my back and I was like, the hairs in my back and my neck went up and I just was like, don't touch me. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a New York thing. It's just, you know, yeah, any kind but you of don't want to be touched. Or, yeah, especially by feeling like you're getting pushed all the time. And, I know. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> so, I'm like a bigger person, right? So... I don't like sit like I need if I sit down it's like better for everyone but I don't really like to sit down on the subway so then I'm just always in the way no matter how small I try to be so it's, it, it's it doesn't fun. matter what size you are okay cause yeah that's the, the other subway, thing <laughs> it's just like it's just it's just a horrible I mean I don't miss that part I have to tell you mm-hmm. I don't miss that at all it's, it's gotten worse than in the last couple of years with more people I don't know yeah more people. Yeah, because <laughs> it got nicer and cleaner, so more people are going. Yeah. But, um, okay, I'm sorry to sidetrack that. Your favorite hobby? Right now, it's kind of nerdy. It's a new hobby. I, I have, I'm like a kind of a, I'm like a hobby junkie, I guess. Really? Cool. Not that I have, like, enough time to really get into them, but I've kind of gotten into, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I've gotten into the whole world of having pet fish, so I, I'm learning a lot about freshwater fish right now because uh, saltwater fish are too involved and expensive, but I, I've gotten into the the world of fish, fish keeping. All right, I'm kind of cool. lying. It's actually a very select subset of fish keeping. It's called aquascaping, where you kind of turn your fish tank into like a little, it's not exactly a diorama, but you can create like a mini mountain with trees on it, and then you have little fish just to kind of give it perspective. No. It, yeah. I'm a big wow. nerd right now. Yeah, it's, that sounds so not, cool. Actually, <laughs> it actually is awesome. And my wife, my wife's into it too now. I mean, if she'd have to be, or else there's no way, there's no way this would happen. If she came home wow. and wasn't into it and was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but <laughs> like, you're doing what? You, okay, why don't you take out the garbage and <laughs> what's that? <laughs> it's called aquascaping. Aquascaping. It's 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 a kind of like, like underwater bonsai aqua. trees. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> never heard of that. Oh, I'm just learning a ton so of stuff. Right now. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> okay. It's like geraniums, you know. I think they're beautiful, but they're very time-consuming. Yeah. So that's your hobby, geraniums? No, no, no. I, I like them. <laughs> You're like, no, I have cool I hobbies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I like it. I just, I just don't have the time. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. And uh, my last question to you is, where would you say was the coolest place that you ever had an awesome meal at? Oh, an awesome meal? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's like part of me that is just thinking about like greasy food and that kind of stuff. Like, But then I think the best meal I've had is there's this place uh, north of the city called Blue Hill that's on a farm and uh, they have really good like farm you know it's like one of those farm yeah farm to table yeah awesome. yeah and it's just it's at it's, the farm it's delicious i was gonna say that or this one time i got a rape i was in colombia with my brother down in south america there were oh, so nice. what, what part of south america was it uh it was in uh cartagena it's a oh, yeah. city on the coast of colombia yeah i've heard and, of it uh, down there. yeah yeah my my brother's like a he's a south american i don't know it's too long to explain. About that? I've been down there a few times. He's not. He, he lives there a bit, but he's he's from. He does live there. He, yeah, oh. he's there off and on. I think his heart's there. Nice. Or he is, you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that place, you know, that 
you can call your space, you know? Yeah. Beautiful thing. <laughs> Beautiful thing. So thank you for playing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. So our time is almost up. Just can you tell us, like, how people can stay in touch with you? Are you on social media if they want to learn more and where they can go to learn more about Headliner and all that good info? So I can also put that in the show notes. Sure. So um, the best email to reach me at is oliver at headliner.app. That's headliner.app. Um, or you could email info at headliner.app. That will also get to me. And then our social handles are all at headliner video. Awesome. Beautiful. I'll make sure I put that in the notes. Everybody who's listening, you definitely, definitely have to check this out, whether you're, you have a blog or you're doing a podcast or you're even thinking about it, check it out because you're going to get floored. <laughs> so, uh, I, I actually just, you said um, politics. I actually helped someone do one for somebody who was running down here, and uh, and she was thrilled. She was like, wow, this is so cool. And I'm like, isn't it? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, she had a nice, you know, radio interview, and I said, oh, I can do this video with it for you, and I can, you know, have the captions go. And, cause I've, and then that's another great thing, I think, because there are so many people who have uh, hearing impairments, and mm-hmm. to have the actual words right there to see it, it's just uh, the captions, it's just great. It's really it. It's a beautiful thing. So thank you for, you know, putting that together. Oh, yeah. Awesome. You're welcome. Um, Am I allowed to ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Or I I could wait till the very, very end. No, it's okay. You can ask. Okay. So you you were like the sample queen, right? So in in the sense that you were kind of, you know, at some point in recent history, um, we're kind of like dealing in the music industry with samples. Uh huh. That's all. That's all like kind of correct, right? What I just said. Or... Oh yeah, yeah. I I um I worked in acquisitions uh, for MCM Music Publishing in the early nineties, mm-hmm. and um, this man was like the VP of the publishing department, and he was handling this stuff called sampling, which was you know really really new. And then he retired, <laughs> so they came up to me, and I was doing some other work for them, and they were like, "Hey, John Marie, can you do this stuff?" And I'm like, "Do what?" You know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What are you talking about? What is this stuff? And and so I I mean I knew of like you know um, Sugar Hill Gang using uh, whatever song they use there in, in their sampling. I I understood the process, but it was there was no laws, there were no regulations. It was just a brand new thing going on. So um, I was getting floored because because now it was like becoming really big where everybody had to clear everything and they'd have to go straight to the publishers and I'd go to my writers and say, hey, these people want to use this and this is how it's being done and then try to make a deal. And sometimes I would hear stuff and it just sounded, it just didn't like make the writer's workload in their best light. So I would just kind of have to decline it. But I was getting probably like a hundred deals a week. It was insane. (laughs) It was basically uh, just me. And I was also running my other two jobs that I was doing for them to begin with. So it was just working 80 hours a week. And, wow. Uh, but it was insane. I mean, it was fun because, like, all these people who are famous now, like Mary J. Blige and, you know, uh, Snoop Dogg and EPMD or, you know, you name it, they, they came through. But the best, I think, was when I worked with Michael Jackson with a sample from his catalog because I also got to administer his catalog, which was, which was really uh, unexpected because he had came to MCA Music for a deal with and they're like, all right, Tom Marie, you know, here's all this crates of files and stuff. And they're like, tell us where we're at. We don't want to miss any options on any, any artists. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, like, what? So it was pretty intense. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I probably had, because I used to keep the, the 
top 100 charts and I was running like for 11 consecutive months. It was like top 20% control of the songs on the top 20 off of that 100 list. And I thought, oh, you know, that's, that's interesting. Only if I could have made some money off of that, it would have been great. <laughs> I would be a really wealthy woman right now, but that didn't happen. So yeah. the experience was amazing. And, uh, but thank you. Yeah. It's, Thank you for asking. So 100 samples a week. That's like a lot of volume. So It was heavy. Out of all of the samples, is there any sample that got away that you like still bothers you to this day? It wasn't a sample. It was actually, well, it was actually somebody, I don't even know if I want to say who it was. No, you don't I, have to name names. But you know, I'm, she, not, yeah. um, I'm just going to say she was like queen of her thing. And her writers stole uh, writers of ours song and it was like what so of course I did my job which was to protect my writers and I sent it to a musicologist because I heard it and I'm thinking okay I just want to make sure I'm hearing what I'm hearing so I sent it to a musicologist the musicologist said yeah they stole the melody <laughs> without the melody they wouldn't yeah. resolve so I was like okay so I started going after her and uh <laughs> Next thing I know, my boss, who was the president of the division, he's like, Omri, let it go. And I'm like, no, <laughs> can't let it go. Like, and I love the song that she ripped off. And I'm like, oh, hell no, because I kind of grew up on it. And I just thought, who does she think she is? Just because she's so-and-so doesn't mean it gives her the right, you know? So um, next thing I know, the files are missing that I had made a copy of <laughs> everything. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, the musicologist negates and says, oh, no, it's not the same. And I'm like, what? After you wrote a report up and everything. So I'm like, oh, my God, there's like too many hands being greased here. I don't know what's going on. So next thing I know, I lost my job. <laughs> so I wow. Yeah, I was, not, I was not happy. And I knew that's why, because I wouldn't give up. So what I did was I gave... Uh, a copy of everything I had to the writer and I said look dude you know <laughs> you're gonna have to fight her in court good luck let me know what happens you know and he won yeah. he won something I don't know exactly what but it yeah. was uh but then you know From, how like, they say concert tickets things, <laughs> yeah but you know how they say things come in full circle yeah well <laughs> fast forward 20 I don't know 27 years later uh I'm working with the home shopping network and this particular artist wanted to get one of her things on the show. And here I am dealing with in the new business development department. And I'm getting phone calls from her manager. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she's going to know my name. She's going to remember. Oh no. Am I going to get fired again? (laughs) (laughs) It was horrible. But thankfully I I kept the job. (laughs) I guess it went over and uh, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Wow. I kept my mouth shut. So yeah. That was, that was fun. But anyway, uh, it was definitely an interesting ride. I just wish I would have had 1% commission on each of yeah. that was- <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I saw that you were a musician before you got into technology. What, what did you do, and then how did you get started? Um, well, I played guitar in uh, starting in middle school. I played piano like growing up, and then I switched to guitar and kind of played in like a punk band in high school. And then uh, in college, I started playing bass and joined up with uh, some older guys out in Queens, and we um, we did a we were pretty serious about our, our rock band for about five years. We were called Curvin, yeah. kind of like Kevin with an R. I think we're actually somehow on Spotify even. Uh, entitled, Get out! Uh, wow, 
that's cool. Yeah, I don't know how that. You know, it's funny in music. You're like, oh, look at this. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, <laughs> but here wow. we are. Wow. Um, so it's it's just funny that like the songs like I thought it was like oh we have some CDs somewhere that like we have nowhere to even plug in anymore, <laughs> so like we'll never get to listen. But I was like, oh, I wonder if it's like somewhere on one of these streaming services. So yeah, so it, it's up there, and like we did a music video that was um that's still up and. It was fun. It was like, you know, we played a lot of like VFWs. We actually got to play like um, a lot of the New York places that are now gone, like <clears throat> CBGB's, uh, the original Knitting Factory, Continental. Like, So that's kind of cool just to have done that. Um, but all in all, you know, we, we, had, we never got enormous or even we got like, you know, we had like a lot of like we had a lot of fans um, that for the ones that we actually like we played in front of people, we, we did very well. Um, we just kind of like didn't tour. I'd say we didn't tour enough to really grow, but I'm proud of what we did, and it was it was a fun fun experience. Well, that's awesome. Like, do you think you'll ever go back to it? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I've actually performed at some weddings. <laughs> like, friends will be like, "Hey, could you play a song?" And oh, one of my friends, cool. yeah, one of my friends like thought that uh. Uh, she confused me with my brother and thought that I sing well and uh, <laughs> had me sing during her wedding ceremony. And I was like, I was like, oh, you know, um, I think that's great. My brother's really the one that's got a great voice, but I'll sing if you want me to. And she's like, yeah, I know you're great. And I was like, you've never heard me sing because you're confusing me with him, but that's fine. So I sang a, a couple of like Van Morris and Bob Dylan things at her wedding ceremony. Well, that sounds like fun. It was fun. I think it was okay. I don't know. My wife's a very good singer, so we'll perform sometimes, like for various things. But yeah, I think like in terms of music, yeah, I'll I'll get back and do it sometime. It's kind of tough for me. Even if it's just a hobby, it's really it's a great hobby. Oh yeah, it's amazing. That's the whole problem is that I've never been able to do music. Is it's like all or nothing for me. Like if I start playing again, I'm gonna like wake up in a few years and be like, what did what happened? Like you know, um, I get like kind of like really obsessed and into it. So. Cool. How long are you married now? Um, six years. Nice. Congratulations. And you said something Thanks. earlier. You have ch- children? Yep. I have uh, two kids. It's kind of like your requirement in Park Slope. If you're a, <laughs> yeah. if you're a guy, <laughs> you got to have right, at least a couple kids. <laughs> do, they, do they still have, um, there was this really funky place that was like right on the corner of 7th Avenue and I think it was 6th Street. It was like this old lady had this storefront, but she would open up like the restaurant. It was like kind of like a the bar, but it was more like a... Like you walked into like a, um, I don't know, like a yard sale. I have a feeling she's gone by now. I left Park Slope, but then I wound up going back and spending like almost 10 years there again with um, a fiance that I had who uh, lived there that I knew from my childhood. And um, <laughs> it's weird being back. I got bad yeah. and then that's where we left and then it got you know really great. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Really quite fancy, I guess. Uh, yeah, because now the building's, you know, $3, $4 million. Meanwhile, you know, you could have bought a brownstone for 10000 in the 70s, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lady on our block that owns a mansion that I think she... It's like literally a mansion. Um, I've heard that I think she bought it in the 70s for like 30 grand. <laughs> like yeah. It's probably uh, worth like Exactly, like million $10 million dollars. right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, something insane, though. Cool. You know. Oliver, I, I appreciate you being here so much. Thank you so much. And I know uh, I am looking forward to all the things that you have coming forward into Headliner because I just, as I said, I started making some. I just didn't load them up yet, but I'm, I've been like making them. <laughs> kind of like hoarding them. I'm like, these are mine. These are mine. <laughs> but, but thank you so much. I really appreciate that for you being here. Awesome. Yeah, I really I appreciate the kind words and, and thanks for having me on and 
it's been great. Uh, if you are ever in the Tampa area with your wife, come on down, and me and my beau will get you out there to some nice uh, seafood places, and we can have a nice time. Awesome. Sounds great. Cool. Thanks a lot, Tom Marie. Have a good night. Okay, have a great night. Bye. Bye. And you listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us. We wouldn't have a show if it weren't for you. And If you like this episode, please share the love. And be sure to go to www.littledrummergirl.com. That's L-A-L-Drummergirl.com. And while you're there, be sure to grab a copy of the free 2019 St. Pete Street Art Calendar. It's only free for a short time, so grab a copy before it's too late. And remember, it's never too late to begin the life of your dreams and leave a trail blazing behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. 